0: You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor noonanorg Now, let's join in for today's message. Good to preach and teach to people who love the word. Amen. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 14 is what we will begin reading. Notice what the Apostle Paul said. For the love of Christ compels us. In other words, we are compelled. We are motivated. We are stirred because of the love of Christ. When Paul reminds the church of Corinth that they are compelled, motivated, moved, or stirred as a result of the love of Christ, again, Paul is setting their mind upon what Christ did for them. And he never wants that. If you ever read the writings of Paul, he never wants that mindset to leave the people. And neither should it ever leave us, again, because he paid the ultimate price to redeem us. And so when we think about the price he paid for us, then the love of Christ, it compels us. Because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Notice that Christ died for all. This is even, again, backing up many of the things that I have been saying about the suffering of Christ, that it was not just for one particular group of people. He died for all. Notice that, that if one died, how many did he die for? How many did he die for? He died for all, then all died. And he died for all. Notice this. This, this is what I really want us to focus on. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Notice, his love compels us to live in a different way or manner. If you're truly saved, if you're truly born again, Your life or your lifestyle is different from what it used to be before you receive Christ. Come on, somebody. Now, certainly none of us are perfect. Am I right? But we are not the mess we used to be. Come on. I'm not going to let nobody tell me that I'm the same man. I thought, yeah, I was waiting no clap. I, I'm not going to let nobody take where, where you still decide. The devil is a lie. I know I'm changed. I know I'm changed. Right? You better know you changed. Because there are some things out here, if you really don't know, they will grab you and turn you any which way but loose. But when you know that you have been changed, I'm not perfect, but I don't talk like I used to talk. Come on, I don't think like I used to think. There has been a great change in me. And I'm not alone. I got some folk standing. They saying, "Pastor, I'm with you. I'm not perfect, but there has been whoa a great change." Be seated. And folk who really know us, they know it's been a change. They know it's a difference. Folk that live with us, they know it is a difference. And someone will say about God's people, "She ain't the." She ain't the same person that I grew up with. This ain't the same man that I used to hang with. No, because notice we have received the love of Christ. And notice in verse 15 again, and he died for all, that those who live, now he's not talking about existing Paul now is speaking about people who live, but they live in Christ. They live, watch this, according to Christ. And so this is the difference in this wording that he's using. Those who live, notice this, should live. This is a change. No longer for themselves. I ain't living for myself no more. I'm going to drop one on you. Not selfish anymore. I said I'm not selfish anymore. I'm not living just for myself. But notice how we live. But we live for him who died for us and rose again. The subject this morning is personal. I want to teach from the subject no longer living For myself, no longer living for myself. And and if that is you this morning, I want you to tell that to a neighbor. Just tell your neighbor, I'm no longer living for myself. Look at somebody else and tell him or her, I am no longer living for myself. Look at one more person, tell him or her, it is no longer all about me. And I wish y'all give him a praise for our subject this morning. No longer living for myself. No longer living for myself. I want us to understand that when it comes to the word, the gospel of the Bible, there are many who... Are offended at his message. There are many folk, when you really start teaching out of the Bible, you can offend a lot of people. I say you can offend a lot of people. You, You can have folk who say they're coming to hear the word, but when you give them the word, they don't want what they said, they want it. Come on. There's a lot of folk who will say, especially when they're in trouble, that I want to be free. But see, according to John eight thirty one and following, we cannot be free without the truth. For Jesus Himself said, The truth will make you free. See, the only way to be free is that we got to embrace truth. Come on, I said, that's the only way to be free is that a person has to embrace truth. And when you embrace something, it suggests that you are no longer fighting or resisting, listen, what God sent to free you. What he sent to better you, you don't need to fight that. You don't need to resist the truth. Why, Pastor? Because the truth has creative power or the power to make you a better person. Come on, the truth has the power to make you a better woman, to make you a better man. Am I right about it? That's the creative power of truth. And so you never want to fight what God is sending to To improve your life. You don't want to fight it. And that's the reason we all have to learn that there are certain things that God will require us to give up or to walk away from because it's better for us. I said it's better for me. There are some things I had to leave alone, but it was better for me to leave these things alone. Oh, I'm 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 coming at you. There was some people I had to learn to just leave alone. You'll never be all God ordained for you to be. Watch this until you learn to leave some people in the past. Some folk you must leave behind. Gotta go. They don't want to go where I'm going. So I got to be about my father's business. Now now I'm talking to somebody this morning because one of your main problems is that you won't leave certain folks alone. You won't leave them alone. You won't let them go. This is the truth with folks. And then, then you're trying to change, but change ain't coming when you keep in the wrong company. See, even the Bible says that evil company, listen to me, it does what? Corrupts. Good habits. So the company you keep can mess you up. The folk you choose to hang with can cause your life to be in ruin. And so we need the truth. We need the truth. But understand, again, the truth often offends many people. And there is a part of the gospel or the word that is not attractive to some folk. They, they don't want anything to do with with that. And, and folks say stuff like, well, well, I don't believe it Take all that. See, what are they telling you? They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. Well, I, I ain't with these churches that got all these rules. But see, understand... Anything that has order has rules, has guidelines and boundaries. Watch it, especially when people are trying to get and stay on the same page. We can't go to the same church and you live in any kind of way. Oh Lord, oh no, we can't do that. We should be walking by, according to the scripture, the same rule. We should be thinking the same things. Now, are there differences? Yes. It's okay to be different as long as we're different in a way that does not violate God's word. Yeah, be yourself. But you got to be yourself in line with the Scriptures. Come on. Being yourself is never an excuse to sin. Come on. Because once a person is truly born again, it's no more of you saying, Well, that's just how I am. No. We didn't come in God to stay the same. We came in Him to grow. I said we came in Him to grow, to improve. Am I right? To advance, to take upon us, watch this, the mind of Christ. Start thinking as He thought. Start choosing as He would choose. And it is possible. Don't let anybody tell you that living a holy life a sanctified life, number one, don't let nobody tell you that it's not possible and don't let nobody tell you that it's a boring life. Don't let them fool you like that. Living for God is living your best life. That's living your best. If you ain't living for God this morning, you are not living your best life. I don't care what you drive. I don't care how big your house is, your account. None of that. Come on. Some of us really know that we didn't start living until we started living for Christ. How many know that's right? We didn't start living until we started living for Christ. Some of us hadn't even experienced certain things until we got in God. And yes, don't, come on. And He's a God that will bless spiritually, but He's also a God who will bless materially. know I'm living my best life, but I'm living not for myself. Had to learn. And again, this is part of the word, the truth that will offend many because we live in a time where most people are selfish. Y'all, let me teach you. We live in a time now where most folks are selfish. And the world encourages selfishness. Come on. The world praises you for being selfish. Only thinking about yourself. Girl, you better do what's best for you. See, that's selfish. Come on. Now, this word going to hit because no doubt we got in the house, some selfish people. And, and some folks are selfish, but, but they're good at pretending like they're selfless. But see, your true self will always come to the surface. Yes, it will. I don't care how much you try to pretend. If you at your core are a selfish person, it's going to come out. Listen to me, it's going to come out in the things you say, it's going to come out in the things you do. Y'all know I'm right about it. Some of us got some selfish kinfolk. They bear our same name. But you know about them, they are selfish. One definition of selfish is when a person is primarily self-centered. Everything has to evolve around them. You have folk like that in church. If they're at the head of something, whoo, you're going to get it. You're going to get they all. I said, you're going to get they all. And they name going to get called for being the head of it. Oh, you're going to get they all. Oh, no, you ain't got to worry. She's going to sacrifice. She going to do whatever needs to be done so that this night will be this, that, and the other because it's about... Her. See, see, when you selfish, you can do something good, y'all really better listen, but you do good for the wrong reasons. Oh, y'all ain't never met nobody like that. Have you ever been like that? You're doing good, but your motives for doing good is not right. And a lot of us, to be honest, selfishness was learned behavior. It's what most of us saw growing up. Most of us, you gotta be honest now when you really think about it. And I hate to talk about mama now. Cause that, that's one of the quickest ways to anger somebody is to talk about mama now. Even the mama them need to be talked about. <laughs> Sometimes some of us, we grew up. Selfishness was just learned behavior going for yourself. Putting yourself before everybody and everything. That's what you saw growing up. And that—and that's how many folk develop the mentality that it's me, myself, and, and I. But see, when we look at Christ, He was anything but Selfish. Come on. I say he was anything but selfish. What was Christ? Christ was selfless. And tell you maybe there's a major difference in being selfish and selfless. When a person is selfish, he or she is concerned more about their will than God's will. I want to say that again. When a person is selfish, he or she is concerned more about their own will than God's will. Are y'all listening? Now it's easy with the mouth to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. That's probably one of the most quoted scriptures by saints. And some folk quote it while doing their will. Come on, y'all didn't get that. Some people will will be quoted, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And then they get up and do their own will. Then they get up and do what they want to do. You know why that's so? I'm going to be honest with y'all. Because it takes some. To lay down your will. And anytime you want to act like it's so easy. You deceiving yourself. Because if you're going to lay down your will. Let me break that down. If you're going to lay down what you want for what he wants. That's going to take something. Because there are times that what God wants. See, you preach to church, people like that. Everybody want to pretend their mind is already there. But there are times that what God wants is not what we want. I'm going to prove it to you. This is the reason we struggle sometimes saying I'm sorry even when we know we're in the wrong. How many have ever struggled apologizing, admitting you was at fault, And you struggle going to a certain person just saying words that equate, this is me. I messed up. Come on. How many of you ever struggled with it? Hands down. Why did you struggle with it? Because your will was to receive an apology. Yeah, you got to really teach this one because cause, cause when we are in that place not only will it take something to get there but man it's going to take something to stay there I say it's going to take something to stay in that place where you are putting the will of God before your own Well, I think because I don't care about what you think. Not when it comes to to this. What you think doesn't matter. I know I'm teaching right. That's the reason our opinions can never be weighed to the word. When it comes to the word, our opinions don't matter. Our opinion don't matter. And see, this is the reason a lot of folk, they struggle. Making Jesus Lord. You need to hear me. That's where a lot of folks struggle, making him Lord. Did you hear what I said? Making him who? Making him what? But everybody wants him as Savior. See, you got to know the difference. One, he's delivering. One, he's rescuing. One, he's helping you out. Of something you can't get out. Yeah. He's Savior. Save me Lord. Rescue me. But see he can never be Savior. Unless he is first Lord. Lord means master. If you're taking note. This means we are put in a slave's position. Now, you know, literally, what a slave wants and what his master wants is not the same thing. Come on. Many of us have, have not been slaves, but we've read about it. We've, we've studied it. We've seen it. Come on, somebody. And most of us say about ourselves, even if we would have been in slavery. Some of us wouldn't have lived to see 22. We're right about we had too much we had too much of us. <laughs> but then you know there are folk that are tell you not you did it. Because they had ways of, of breaking you. They had ways of breaking people's will. Do you hear me? But see, this is the difference with, with our Lord. Is that he doesn't force us to enter into being a slave. Did y'all understand that? He doesn't force that upon us. That's our what? Choice to make him, him Lord. Even Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane about to face suffering, betrayal, and crucifixion, prayed to the Father and said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Not saying He didn't want to save us, but ultimately what He was saying to the Father as Jesus the man is there another way? Come on. Don't tell me you ain't ever wanted to do God's will. But Lord, is there? Is, watch this, is there an easier path? But then he came to that place of humility of saying not my will listen but thy will be done Lord have your way see we need to stop saying that if we don't mean it come on I said we need to stop saying that if we don't mean it Lord have your way mean whatever you want me to go through Come on. Then Lord have your way. Lord use me for your glory. For your honor and for your praise. That may not be going to get a new car. I don't want to lose y'all. Notice Matthew. Notice the book of Matthew. Yeah, some of we need to we 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 may want to tone it down some. Well, Lord, all I want is for you to have your way while you said it pouting about not getting your way. See, I'm gonna tell you, in God, He gonna make sure that there are some things that don't go the way you want them to go. Well, Pastor, I'm praying. Yeah, but prayer is not meant. For us to try to control God. You don't pray to get God to do something he don't want to do. You don't fast to get God to move in a way. Watch this. That it ain't his will to move in. See there's one sovereign one. And the rest of us are slaves. Now some of you got this weird ideal. I don't know where you got it from. That I get my way all the time. Yeah, you do. Some of you think I get my way at the church all the time. You think I get my way at the house all the time. You think I get my way at the bank all the time. You think I get my way at the wherever well, I go, if Pastor go Dollar Jr., he's gonna get his way in now. If Pastor go over here, he's gonna get it. No. Y'all been listening to me, God gonna make sure. That there are some things that will not go the way you want them to go. And some of us, when that happens, instead of us drawing closer to God, we start. Let me break that down. That means for some of y'all, we may not see you for a couple of Sundays. We know what that means. When you finally return, it hadn't been going your way. We even want to pray in reference to other people. And God, I want you to make him do this. Make her be like this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and, and there are people who will enter your life that you will try to pray out of your life. But God, no, I sent them. I sent them. So stop praying that person get fired. God put them on the job with you. And so every morning you see her, you need to stop. Be gone. In Jesus' mighty name. Ah. No, God is going to show you that everything ain't about you. See, like I told y'all, see, even to declare this, you got a lot of people, this ain't what they want to hear this morning. Come on. Notice Matthew 16. We're going to deal with it a little bit. Y'all ready? Matthew 16 and verse number 24 is where we're going to start. Now listen to something our Lord and Savior Jesus said. Notice what he said in Matthew 16 and verse number 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples. Y'all got it? Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, the first thing, Pastor, I wonder if I'm a disciple. You, you can't get the first thing right. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself or herself. We ain't leaving y'all out, sisters, because y'all are some of the main ones sometimes with bad attitudes. I said that. I said it there. Ain't nothing like a sister to hold a grudge. I ain't letting it go. But he said, let it go, sister. This I'm going to take this to my grave. You may not like where you That ain't what you want to take with you. Ain't nothing like sisters in, in a church. Start in trouble because they won't deny them saying do you you know you have to deny yourself not to gossip. The reason you gossip is because you don't deny yourself. Listen to me. I break it down. No, you want to know. Girl. See, folks will meet you after church. Girl, you good service today, but there was some stuff going on up in there. Hey, call me later. You, You you ain't gonna believe this. See, to deny yourself would be not to call. Not to call. And if they call you to ignore the call or take the call and say, hey, look, I don't wanna know. Whoa! we got folk didn't say amen. They didn't say they didn't say nothing. See, you want to know. Because you won't deny yourself. Have you heard? Hadn't heard? Don't want to hear. People who are able to mind their own business are people who know how to deny themselves. They don't put their nose. Ooh, where their nose don't don't belong. They don't talk about things they don't know nothing about. They don't spread rumors that are not true. Come on, they're not involved in the he say and the she say that tears up homes and rich marriages. They're not a part of that. They deny themselves. Now I'm praying for everybody. And if God want us to know something about somebody, isn't he able to show us? Some of you claim you praying for everybody. You got a nose problem is what you got. I'm teaching right. Now brothers, y'all, this is where y'all come in. This is where men have took the lead in. Gossiping used to be known as something that was femaleish. Brothers done took the crown. You got brothers, won't, won't wait. I thought you were going outside, but you hear your wife talking, going out there and do what you was about to do, but you just hanging around in the room like you. going to make sure you, you ain't getting too far out of out of the distance where you can't hear. Soon as she hang up. I wasn't listening, but what's going on? No, you was listening. When you know how to deny yourself, there are certain times, you know, based upon what? A few words. I'm going to go ahead and get them some prophecy. And see, certain women, they, they, they know their husbands right now. They know old pastor. He, I didn't know you knew he was like that. Matthew 16. And see, now we live in a time. Y'all laugh, but see, 20 years ago, folk didn't have to deal with what we have to deal with. 20 years ago, there was gossiping in the church. Do y'all hear me? But you didn't have Facebook. You didn't have Instagram. Twitter Some of you share everything but the word. I wonder about people. They share everything but the word. I'll leave you alone. Matthew 16. Cuz see you 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 don't just have to be known for being messy in church no more. You can be met known for being messy on Facebook. Right? Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said, "He decided, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. This is what I want you to see. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, teach us, Lord, will find did y'all see it? For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life, watch for my sake, will find it. This is what's interesting about what Jesus said. It's two things. Number one, to be a disciple means to be a learner. Meaning that they're learning of him and they're learning from his savings or his teachings. And so a disciple, not just in the text, but now as well, disciples are known for being learners. You are not a disciple if God is teaching and you are not learning. You're not a real disciple. You're not a bona fide disciple. When God teaches on something... To correct issues, but you're not learning, and you keep going through the same thing, watch, when you don't have to. That's saying about you, you are not a learner. You you are not changing. You are not advancing. And there are some people, they are basically the same type saint today as they was 10 years ago. Don't you know something is wrong with that? Why have you not grown? You still loving on the same level you were loving on when you first got saved. That being, whoever treats you right, you treat them right. Why haven't you grown up to the point to where you can now pray for those who mistreat you? Why are you still a baby in God? And you've been saved over ten years. See, I'm going to be honest with y'all. When you really start looking throughout the church for maturity, you often don't see it in people who by now should be mature. That's when some of you have been saved for years, but you still can't hardly go through nothing without crying. You can't be mistreated without crying. You've been saved too long. What do you mean you didn't come to church because you think somebody rolled their eyes at you? Not only should you have came back, but you should have sat beside them. You should have hugged them and said, I'm happy to see you this morning Notice that Jesus, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he wasn't after the crowd. Because if you're trying to get a crowd to follow you, you don't tell them what he's telling them. Tell your neighbor, that means God sent forth certain messages to thin the crowd. Did you hear me? Now some preachers won't preach certain messages. Out of fear that it'll offend the crowd. They won't preach what they know people don't want to hear. If I say that, somebody might leave. But if they leave because you said what was according to the word, they was a goat anyhow. They was only pretending to be a sheep. Because a sheep needs correction. A sheep needs guidance. A sheep needs instructions. You better give him a praise if you are his sheep. I'm I'm preaching it. I'm standing on it. There are certain messages God sent to run away the goats. Be seated. And sometimes as a pastor, I really won't know what offended somebody so bad. But God know. Notice again, notice again what he said. If you're coming after me, listen, this is what's interesting. The second definition of disciple, which is a follower. Did y'all catch that? The second definition of a disciple is a follower, someone who adheres to truth, someone who follows Jesus or the word. Listen to me real carefully. If they're already following Jesus, because he says, then Jesus said to his disciples, they're already following him. But then he looks and says, if anyone desires to come after me. But wait a minute, Lord. I thought they're already disciples. I thought they're already following. Tell your neighbor, there comes a time when you're no longer living for yourself. That God will require out of you a greater commitment. I got a lot of claps on my left side. Very few on my right. I don't know. I'm going to give him another chance. I don't know what's going on on my right side. There comes a time when God will require out of us a greater commitment. Y'all better be glad y'all got brought down. Have y'all ever noticed that? that there are times in your life that he will require a greater commitment. Nothing wrong with praying for two minutes. But if two minutes is all you give God every day, don't be surprised when he requires a greater commitment. See, because this greater commitment, when he requires it or demands it, it shows who we're living for. Did y'all hear me? I said it's going to show who we're living for. See, when he says to them, if you're going to come after me, deny yourself. Take up the cross. Follow me. He's saying it's going to take more today to follow me than what it took yesterday you know saints don't recognize that when you look at this world and how evil it is certainly if we going to stay in God living for him and not ourselves it's going to take a greater commitment I know I'm right about it I'm not getting me amen but I know I'm right Nothing is wrong with giving $2. Do you understand me? Ain't nothing wrong with giving $2. But if you get stuck giving $2, he can require of you a greater commitment. Based upon how I have blessed you, don't ever come in my house And give under $20. Don't ever do it. Now some of you will be quick to say. Well Pastor there's no way I could ever do that. But see you give Starbucks 40 a week. Is saying to you, I want a greater commitment in my house than you give in Starbucks house. But when you are living for yourself, you feel like a mote, latte, cut, whatever. Listen to me. I'm I'm talking right because I don't know how to order nothing from Starbucks even though I'm driving, if she ever wants something from Starbucks, I lean back in my seat so she can order this stuff. <laughs> then she tells me what she... It's a cold coffee with caramel. Okay, then. <laughs> but now I'm finna to say something most of you are not going to like. See, some people doing COVID, they got so comfortable doing COVID. What they wanted to do. Listen. When they wanted to do it. That even when God himself. Told his people. Get off the couch. Get back in the pews. A lot of people. Were living. For themselves. Got used to going to church. In the pajamas. But don't 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 even play with me! It takes something to come to the house of God versus laying back in bed watching live or watching it later on. See, I know some of y'all were gonna get upset, and then you have saints say, "Well, I don't feel comfortable in the sanctuary yet." But how are you comfortable in Dollar? How are you comfortable in Walmart? How are you comfortable at the gym? You had saints working out in the gym, but wasn't working out spiritually. And see what it did during COVID, it's made most of the church world. That many folk feel like now, that if I have to sacrifice something, if it's going to cost me something, then I'm not going to do it. Back in the day, folk urged and was glad to urge. Folk were ministers and glad to be ministers. Folk were musicians and glad to be. And I'm not saying we don't have them now. That's not. But for a great majority of people, a lot of folk don't even want to serve no more. It is something to them that's time consuming. Come on. Y'all know I'm right. Be seated. I'm in the clothes. And when asked to do something, most people want to know what is it going to take. That's when you folks to called to church. Hey, do y'all believe in tithe and offering? Oh, yeah, we believe in tithe and offering. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. We... But what he was saying in Corinthian, as I get ready to close it, notice what Paul was teaching the church. Oh, it's good. It's good. He said that when we understand Christ being Lord, Christ being Redeemer, Paul says that we then are compelled by the love of Christ. Verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us. When I think about all He did for me, His love for me compels me to serve however He desires for me to serve. His love for me compels me to teach whatever He says to teach. To do however he says to do it. His love for me compels me. And his love should compel you. Or his love should be the driving force for why you do what you do. And knowing how much he sacrificed. Nothing he could ever ask of us. Should we deem it to be too much. Come on here somebody. For to whom much. Much is also what required. And see there comes a time. Like now, where he will call for a shifting. That his people might advance in their love or their living for him. That's what he's saying to us this morning. That he's requiring a greater commitment. I know what you were used to doing, deacon so and so. But now I'm requiring a greater commitment. Now I'm requiring that you come by the church and check on the church. Even when there is no church going on. I want a greater commitment. Now, ministers, I'm requiring a greater commitment because you are strong in the faith. And now I need when people are sick for you to go and pray the prayer of faith. He's requiring a greater commitment. And tell your neighbor nothing he could ask of me is too much for all he's done for me. So tell your neighbor for without him whoa, I am nothing and I could do. You could do what? You could do what? I could do. I could do. I could do. do. Come on here somebody. Without his help So he says, Is his love that compels us? Notice this as we come in. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Tell your neighbor when you stop living. For yourself, that's noticeable. That's noticeable. Young person, young adult, when you stop living for yourself, it's noticeable that you don't dress like the others. See, listen to me. When you stop living for yourself, it affects every aspect of life. I dress the way I dress because in my dressing, I want to please him. Come on, I don't care about the style. I don't care about fashion. I don't care about what they say looks good. I got to know what I put on looks good to him. Cause I live for him. See, 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 y'all, y'all gonna make me just stay right there. Don't tell me you're living for God and you're still dressing like a slut. Your slut dressing days Should be over When you stop living For yourself Don't tell me If God desires to deliver you From something And he has the power To deliver But you won't put it down Don't tell me That you're living for him And you're still puffing on what you shouldn't be puffing on. No, the reason you're still doing it is because you're living for yourself. One of the main reasons when I wasn't saved that I slept around so much is because that's what I like doing. I did it for me. I did it to please Myself. Am I right? So there are some things that you may like. But you learn not to like them. You learn to put them away. Because I am no longer living... You done proved to everybody you know how to cuss But now if you're going to live for him You have to put cussing away And learn how to express yourself Even when you're upset In a way that still pleases God I'll get you told without cussing you I'll put you in your place without cussing you Come on here somebody But tell your neighbor, in order to do so, so, we have to contend contend with with the flesh. One reason a whole lot of folk in the church, I'm not talking the world, is living for themselves is because they live according to the flesh. Paul said in Romans 8 that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Is that right? See, if I'm living in the flesh, I can't please God. I can't please him. And you can't get the flesh saved. The Bible says that in Romans 8 that the flesh is imitated against God. It's hostile to God. But this carnal nature. It's always going to be with us. Do y'all understand me? This is the reason it's going to take something to stop living for yourself. Listen, when all your life has been about doing what you want to do. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 16? If you save your life, you are lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, this is what we need to listen. Then he says you will find it. What will I find in God that I can't find living for myself? I will find my purpose. You know, a lot of folks are not happy. They don't know their godly purpose. They don't know their godly identity. And tell your neighbor God's purpose. For your life is bigger than the church. You should work where you work because that's where he wants you. Because that's where he puts you. Care about how much your supervisor get on your dirt. Is this where he puts you? Because we we'll are switch. We'll come off a job paying $13 an hour where God put us, and then we'll jump over here for $25 an hour. But that ain't where he puts you. And when you stop living for yourself and learn to be where he wants you, I'm finna to testify about myself, he'll take a job paying $13 an hour and cause you to live like people who make it m- you will live better than people who make double what you make. Am I right about it, D? Am I right about it? He'll cause you in your old age. But take, maybe it's going to take something to no longer live for ourselves but to live for him. Jesus said, you'll find it. People look at me right now and they say, Pastor, I can look at you and see that you're doing better than you, than you ever did, but that's because I'm living, for him. I'm living for him. And see, there are things that God has for you that until you start living for him, You don't even recognize that you're capable of possessing it. You don't even recognize you're capable of doing certain things until you start living for him. Come on. Some of you, you're doing things right now that's boggling the minds of people. And they're wondering, how can he do all of that? We went from people who never traveled. Oh, almost 30 and never seen the ocean. Never been anywhere. And we got to living for God. Did y'all hear me? Started traveling, started going, started doing, started accomplishing. And you think that's a pastor thing? No. The job of the enemy is to keep people living for themselves. And he's afraid for you to ever switch and come up higher and say, look, I'm living for God. One scripture then I'm done, I ain't going to get them all. Let's, let's, let, let's go Proverbs 3 and 7, then I'm going to close. It. I ain't going to get all of them. But see, this is what we do. I'm no longer living for myself it's no longer about me but it's about him it's about doing what pleases him are y'all with me parents raise your children in the way they should it ain't about pleasing your family. It ain't about doing what other families do. No, you got to be to do what Joshua did. As for me and my house, come on, we're gonna serve the Lord here. And if you don't want to serve the Lord here, then you need to be somewhere else. If you grown, do y'all hear me? You're not gonna eat the food up that God blessed me to buy. And talk about him with that same breath. No, you won't do that. Am I upsetting y'all? Do it seem like I'm mad? Somebody said Wednesday seemed like I was fussing and mad. Certain messages when you declare them, you know, that's just my face. Proverbs 3, yeah, I just look like that when I be preaching. But I'm not mad, y'all. Proverbs 3, I'm not mad. This is what it's going to take and then we're going to leave it alone Sunday this morning. This is what it's going to take. Because I don't want us to live like, well, I'm no longer living for myself. I'm just going to live for him. Listen to me, sister. That's going to take something. But now you are going to experience, I don't care what nobody says to you. This is a guarantee. When you start living for God, you are going to live your best life. Listen, I don't care how good the world is at making evil look good. Evil will never compare to good. Do you hear me? Now, some of us, some of you never got out of noon. But some of us, we clubbed. Where y'all at? I said some of us, we clubbed. We clubbed at some of the best clubs. Anybody like me, you went high end. You went middle ground. And then you went hole in the wall, shack. Come on. Tight. Now, some of y'all didn't club, so you can't say that. I get you. But the club in its best days does not compare to the glory that's in God's house. When the saints get together and start praising Jehovah, when Judah gets together and start raising praise unto their God, it ain't nothing like that. It ain't nothing like that. It's nothing that compares to the glory of God. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.